Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. And in the hot seat today, I've got Robin Stevens, and we are continuing our discussion with our staff on our working from home and how we are putting together our next issue for you all. So Robin, thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Pam. Uh, today, you're actually in the um, the office, but the uh, empty office, I know. Uh, it is very empty. <laughs> Though you were in yesterday, so I know you've done kind of a little bit of a mix given your job. You um, you handle tips uh, for for the magazine, which um, that's one of I think the most well read department in our magazine. And so you um, test all the tips, and I think you test it a lot at home. But you also are a food stylist and um, and developed recipes, and so you've had to go into the office for uh, photography on occasion. A couple of times I have, yes. So I have done a little of both. You're right. But we have been very cautious about, you know, social distancing. So when we do come in, um, it's at a minimum um, of the times we come in and a minimum of who is in the studio. So we are being very careful in that respect. So I've been in, but it's not the same. Even when I do come in, it's just, you know, Chris, the photographer and Teresa from Art and myself so there's just three of us and we do a little if you will a dance in the studio about so we're trying to keep our distance and still do our job so it's been it's been interesting um but it's fun to see them again um but we're, we're giving it our best shot oh sure and i i have been into the office a couple times i live very close to the office and on occasion if i'm working on something and i've forgotten a, a information or i've needed to print something uh, I will go in and, and there's nobody there, uh, but uh, there is a big uh, container of hand sanitizer in the studio, which I know uh, everybody has access to, so uh, as well as hot water and soap. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, this this issue, I know you, uh, as I mentioned, you handle tips for us, and you also were working on um, styling not only your own um articles for tips, but you also worked on Grand Finale, and this issue is Clifudi. You did a cherry Clifudi, mango, and orange Clifudi, and you shot yes. that yesterday, correct? We did. Yes, we did. So it was sweet day. Mm. <laughs> sweet day in the afternoon. Anyway. But you, you tested and developed pretty much everything at home. Yes, and that was interesting. First, um, it was a challenge because when I first started testing, um, it was when we first were at home and I had a Dickens of a time finding eggs in my town. And I was at the grocery stores, plural, uh, way more times than I wanted to be. But every time I went to the stores, I couldn't find eggs and it was getting pretty frustrating. And, um, but I finally did get eggs, enough eggs because these are egg based dishes and I did finally get the eggs and was able to start testing at home. That was fun. Well, and I remember you sent a, a picture and an email out initially when you did your first test and you were asking for some feedback because you thought your texture was off. I remember, I think, responding to something and I said, well, Julia Child's Clifudi, uh, for you who do not know, Clifudi is um, kind of a very rustic country, uh, French uh, 
dessert that's kind of pie-like or custard-like, but it, it looks maybe a little like a pie, and traditionally with unpitted cherries, but it is um, kind of a pancakey batter, right? It is. And so I mentioned Julia Child's recipe and saying something, and you said, oh, yes, I think I know what happened. I oh. forgot the butter. <laughs> and it's not in everybody and not in all recipes. Um, mm -hmm. But I, when I turned around and looked, I'm like, well, there's the melted butter on my counter. So no wonder it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And so I did it again and had much better luck. Uh -huh. um, but the butter does make it um, more of a more of a pudding texture, which is and there are they're not all that kind of texture. Um but I like it this mm -hmm. way. I think mm -hmm. it's good. I liked it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And you're calling it dessert. Now, Julia would make it for breakfast. Sure. So sure. it's kind of multi-purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's fruit and it's sort of pancakey or whatnot. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. actually it rises up like kind of like a Dutch baby. If, okay. If you're familiar with that, they rise uh -huh. and then they fall. It's kind of like a souffle and then they go back down. Um, so it doesn't rise as much as a Dutch baby will. But when you first take it out of the oven, it has puffed up around the edges and then it does settle back down. So not as much as the Dutch baby, but a little bit. So it's kind of fun. Well, and we only have done clafouti, I think, once. I think I actually did. It was one of the first recipes I worked on when I started 10 years ago um, was an apple clafouti. I think I wanted to do uh, figs, but wasn't allowed. <laughs> well, and, yes. And so it was an apple clafouti. And uh, but you did traditional cherry, which I was really happy that you did that. Um, as we were saying, unpitted is traditional because the... Um, the pits gave it a little bit of an almond flavor, right? Now you That's obviously correct. were kind enough to do an un with unpitted cherry, so people didn't have to deal with um, right. biting into a pit. Yes, right. I. I uh, but then you came up with you were contemplating doing a peach with a streusel topping, which I thought sounded great. Though we had done a peach um, uh, crisp, I think last year with a streusel topping. So you changed it to a mango and orange with uh, coconut milk, which just sounds so amazing. Um, kind of that Southeast Asian kind of influence potentially. Well, a little bit, but then I also put sugar and cinnamon on the top. Sure. Oh, so nice. I, you know, it, dude, a little so bit. It's a little bit crispy on the top with, from the sugar and cinnamon and sweetened it up just a little bit more. So it's kind of a, um, a fusion dish perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> But it turned out pretty well, and I was I was happy with that one too. Um, and I used um, fresh mango uh -huh. in that because I found some lovely fresh mango. But you could also do, if you can't find the fresh, you know, you could also do the frozen and thaw it. Sure. The same with the cherries, you can use fresh or frozen and thaw. Sure. And, yeah. And drain them well. So well, and if you're using uh, fresh cherries, or excuse me, frozen cherries, you don't have to go through the process of pitting them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, make your life easy. Exactly. But if you are lucky enough to have fresh, you know, yes. you certainly want to use those up. Well, yes. and also, I mean, mango is a stone fruit and that, uh, clafouti is traditionally actually made with stone fruits. And now you'll see a lot of variations, but given that cherry was sort of the originator of it all, it's sort of it surrounded like the bubble extended beyond the cherries to other stone fruits and then to berries and then to things like mm -hmm. apples and whatnot. So Absolutely. a mango is a stone fruit. 
right. It's a bit of a stretch, but yes, yep. yeah. I mean, it is, yeah, it is a stone fruit, but it is a bit of a stretch yes. to find that in a clifudi, but we liked it. I love the idea of the, the coconut milk in there too. So, really and in fact, um, talk about working from home and I thought, oh, golly, I don't know about this. So, um, I live in a duplex and, um, I actually knocked on my neighbor's door and said, Hey, and he's like, are you knocking on my door? I said, well, actually I am. He was home from work too. He works, um, in a, a restaurant. And so of course he's uh. home now also. And I said, would you taste this? <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and said, well, I, it's an experiment. Would you just taste this for me? And, and tell me if you think the flavors are going together well. And, and so he did and he agreed. It, it was good. I'm like, oh, good. I'm on the right track. So uh huh. <laughs> we were, we were good to go from there. So, well, and, and then so, also you got to, you know, interface with your neighbor and um, yeah. be neighborly and all of that. Well, speaking of such, you know, I'm going to take it away from the magazine just a little bit because um, you are a baker um, sort of by love, <laughs> not, oh, definitely. not only by profession. I mean, you, you do all types of thing at the, the magazine, but baking is definitely very near and dear to your heart and always has been. But you, I know um, that we, uh, I follow you on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I know that you have been doing a fair amount of baking during quarantine and doing a lot of porch drop-offs <laughs> for friends well, and family. Well, I live alone and so I love to bake, but um, I've already struggled with my weight through this little quarantine <laughs> business because I'm working from home because that kitchen just calls my name and it's gotten to the point where my refrigerator says it's you again. <laughs> so anyway, I do, I do go back. I, yes, I need to share. I need to share the love. And, um, so I have wonderful family and friends that say, oh, well, just drop it off. So that's what I've been doing. I'll just so give a call and say, making. well, let's see. What did I make? You made a cake um, the other day that looked amazing. Um, yes, it was, um, a carrot cake with graham cracker, um, graham crackers in it, graham crackers ground up for part of the flour. And, um, actually I found that one on the, um, Smitten Kitchen blog. Mm -hmm. I love her baking things and it was so delicious. So it was a three layer cake with cream cheese frosting. Um, and it was, it was really good. And so I shared the love on that one because goodness knows I do not need a whole cake in my house. <laughs> and I <laughs> like that one a lot. And, um, oh my goodness. What was the other thing that I made recently? Cause I, uh, scones? Yes, I did. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> cinnamon scones. I'm like, oh my word. Are they, are they our scones? Um, actually, are we they do have some that, that are very good. Um, but these happened uh, to be one from King Arthur Flower. Um, and they were pretty good. And I know that you can freeze them before you bake them, but I just went ahead and baked all of them and shared the love on that too. So I did little drop-offs on that one too. Um, well, I should fess up here too, that Robin has done a, a decent amount of baking content. Um, and you can definitely find it on our website at cuisineathome.com and, uh, follow us on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter too, for uh, great recipe, um, things. But, uh, in terms of the scones, I know you've done a lot of development on scone recipes for us. Oh, we and, have some really good um, ones. Yeah. So what, uh, do you have a favorite one of ours that, that you've developed? There's so many, Robin. There's, I know that. <laughs> you know what? There is a um, one that we did for the cast iron book that I like a lot. 
And okay. yes, and it has, I think it's dried apricots in it. Okay. I kind of remember that. I do yeah. remember that. I liked that one a lot. And okay. it was, and scones are so easy and they're yeah. so delicious. Well, they're sort of along those same lines of like a biscuit, which is another love of yours. And um, Robin <laughs> yes, just actually wrote an article, which is on our website, again, cuisineathome.com. And she did an article on, well, she has two fun articles there, really, that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head. But the most recent one was about biscuits. And before yes. that, hers was on uh, chocolate chip cookies. And if you don't know the Cuisine at Home chocolate chip cookie, that is one you should definitely look to our website for because it's it, really good. It is a no-fail chocolate chip cookie. It uh -huh. is my favorite. It truly is my favorite chocolate chip cookie. And um, my daughter, one of my daughters who um, says, well, both my daughters, I don't understand. They don't bake. But my one daughter with it. <laughs> <laughs> with the little kids and she says I can't make a chocolate chip cookie and I gave her the recipe and I said yes you can and uh, she does she's like this turns out I said yes this recipe turns out every single time so now she will at least make chocolate chip cookies for her family or <laughs> well, otherwise I do it and, <laughs> and do drop, off, drop offs for them so I do it for my other daughter and my son so so um so what about tips? Did you have that sort of in the bag before we had gone on quarantine or did you have to do all that testing at home? I did the testing at home. I had a couple that were ready to go mm -hmm. and I had kind of started, you know, I'd started looking at them to see what, you know, what would be for season. And I had some tucked away that I wanted for, for this issue. So I had a start on it. Um, but I did test a few at home. Mm -hmm. How has your eating or cooking or anything like that sort of changed during this period of time, just on a personal level, not so much from a work standpoint? Well, I am, I'm cooking a lot more and I love to cook, but for some reason I just don't. And I think because when we're here at work and we're all, when we're in heavy development mode and there's so many taste panels going on that when I get home, I'm like, I don't want to cook because I don't, I'm not hungry because we've had all this delicious food that we've tried all day long. And now when you're at home, I, I'm thinking about food, but I'm not having little nibbles all day long from taste panel. So I'm ready to cook and I'm ready to just get in there and, and let's do something. And also, the other great thing is I don't mind doing something that takes a little bit longer because I can still be working. So if I want to put, like I did a roast chicken the other day, just go ahead and put it in the oven and I can just keep working and it's, you know, doing its business in the oven and I'm doing my business on the computer. So it's working out well in that respect. Well, and it smells really good. And then you probably have leftovers that you could turn into sandwiches or salads or soups or whatever or casseroles. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. There is nothing better than uh, roast chicken. Man, you just gave me a great idea. That's really what I think. I, <laughs> I think I want to do one of those. I know I have been wanting, you know, I've been hungry for one, but I just, I think, oh, I just don't, I don't want to take the time. And, you know, on the weekends, I think I'll do it on the weekend. And I just, you know, get busy doing something else and running around. Well, that's kind of come to a halt. So now yeah. it's, a, <laughs> it's a good time to get in there and do things that, you know, those things that take longer to make. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's a valid point too. I think, um, 
people hear about our jobs and it is sometimes hard to take an avocation and turn it into a vocation because when you're cooking all day long, the last thing you kind of want to do sometimes when you go home is to actually cook. And so something that you've loved, you've sort of taken out of your reign in home, in your home space because it's your workspace. Um, but also the sheer volume of food that sometimes we're eating just yes. does makes us not want to even you know, think about cooking or eating or anything, but, um, it's nice to be able to discover the love of cooking again. And also the solace it sort of brings us. Um, it, it is, it's, it's so satisfying at, to get in there and just, um, and just cook mm-hmm. or just bake. I baking is, you know, like we've said, it's my passion to just get in there and just let it go and have fun. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, easy for me to just forget about the bad things that are going on sure and just have a good time and relax um uh, this roast chicken is it just something you just kind of threw together or did you actually follow a recipe or anything well um i kind of followed uh i follow the procedure that dory greenspan uses and okay i think it's in her book around the french table and you bake it at like 450 for 45 minutes and then you add the veg in there and do another 45 minutes and you just, you can't go wrong. It's so simple, but you know, roast (laughs) chicken is so simple anyway. Although I did, I debated between that one. And then we also did one. I did one in the cast iron, um, our cast iron cooking book. Um, also that Mm -hmm. was super easy and a, you know, in a cast iron pan and again, you're cooking it hot and in that cast iron, you can't go wrong either. Um, and I love that recipe too. So I was like, which one do I want to do? Uh-huh. But I wanted to put more vegetables in there. And so my, I have a, a La Crusade pan that's an oval, an oval one that holds more. So that was where I, that's how I made that decision on which one to go with. The one that well, had more vegetables. I, I wish I could have come for dinner, believe me. <laughs> well, you are welcome anytime. And um, come when it's warmer. I just got to, um, I have this big, table and chairs out on my patio so you just come on over and and we can okay. socially distance out there and and enjoy a meal together how does that sound it sounds fantastic well and i'm just going to say too I, you mentioned the roast chicken and that's while you say it's just roast chicken i will say that i think that a mark of a good chef is just the simpler recipes and roast chicken is one of those i think omelets and roast chicken are things that really um are the mark of kind of a good cook and a good chef and um so yeah i would socially distant and come to your porch for some roast chicken or whatever or any goods you've got um but i also want to give another shout out there's uh several of these recipes hopefully you'll be able to find on cuisine at home.com follow us on facebook instagram twitter pinterest and all of that but uh, I want to give a shout out to because Robin has done a couple of our cooking classes that are monthly. And she did one, I believe it was maybe last year, I think. And it was a great uh, uh, biscuit class, phenomenal biscuit class, which you can go back. It's no longer a live class, obviously, but you can buy it and uh, you can watch it in hindsight. And there's downloadable resources And then there's also a class she just did recently on pasta, homemade pasta, which is a great home project. Um, I think either of those are great home projects right now. So you can find that on cuisineathome.com. They're both fun things to do. 
sometimes they seem kind of intimidating, but neither one of those things are. Pasta is so simple. You know, once you see how to do it, you're like, oh, I should have been doing this for a long time. And biscuits are the same way. So we kind of take the mystery, if you will, out of both of those things. Yeah, no, you did a lovely job. Well, and also if you go for the homemade pasta, or I say, I think you should try them both. There is also a uh, pasta sauce class. Right. uh, So if you've made homemade pasta and you want some homemade sauce, you could check out that class as well. Because what goes better with pasta than sauce? Exactly. So I'm going to leave it there, Robin. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, It's been nice to hear about your quarantine. And I know the acoustics sometimes are maybe not 100% uh, what you might be used to. But uh, like everybody else, we're trying to just make do and uh, stay connected with you and let you know what we're doing and how we're putting together our food magazine. And we look forward to a hopefully brighter future. Thanks for joining me today, Robin. Thank you, Pam. Come back next time. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom at home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.